on tonight's show, we have actor and entrepreneur, Katie Megasin. And now, for your host, Cool Card. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Cool Card. This is episode 145. I thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, I invite you to subscribe so you can continue getting the goodness that we bring on here. All of my guests, they bring some gems. They bring some value. It's always a transparent conversation. Uh, man, I do this for you. I can't do it without you. I say that all the time, and I mean it. This is for you. I hope you can get some tools out of this, put it in your tool belt, and go out and be great. Tonight, I have KT Megason joining me. He is an actor. He's an entrepreneur. He's a renaissance man. He does a lot of things, and we're going to dive into his life. We're going to dive into his journey. It's been an unorthodox journey for him, uh, to say the least, but he is blessed. Salvation, man. This is true salvation redemption, everything, everything. It's just a blessing. And it's it's great to have people on like him who have been through some things because there's a lot of people out here that's going through some things that they just don't see the light. And they may never see the light if it's not for people like KT to tell his story, his testimony to kind of guide him out of that and give him some hope. You know what I mean? It's dark out here sometimes and a lot of us need a little help. We need a little insight. We need an example. Especially these young men out here need some examples. All right. So um, it's a blessing to have him on the show. I thank God that, he, that, you know, he's he's opening up and he willing to share his story. A lot of people don't want to share their story. And like I tell people, I don't ask personal questions. But when you get somebody who's willing to offer that 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 light for others to see, man, it's a gem. It's a gem. So without further ado, let me bring him in the way I like to do it. And we're going to dive on into this, man. Let me stop talking. Let's go. Welcome to the show, everybody. KT Megason. What's going on, man? What's up? What's your buff? <laughs> I'm here. I'm alive in the flesh and I'm living. I'm loving life, brother. Yes, sir. You and I both. Yes, indeed, man. Glad to have you on the show. It is a blessing. Um, like I said in the intro, thank you for coming on here. Willing to be transparent about your story, about your journey, because it can only help others. You know what I'm saying? And, and... I'm pretty sure it's like therapy for you too, you know, to kind of talk about it because you're willing. If you weren't willing, then I guess it would be therapy, but you're willing and open about it. So I guess it's a you know, form of therapeutic, you know, am I, yeah, am I correct? No, you're right. It, it is like therapy 100% to me. Okay. Because yeah. it's only, it's only, we're only in the middle of the story. There's still more to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I like to start every show off with a prayer. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Got to give him his just due. Let's get it. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this moment, for this time. We just thank you for KT. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, coming on to be transparent, have a great conversation, Lord Jesus, and just share his journey, share his gifts, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and the love that you have instilled on him and in place in his heart, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, to give back to others. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just uh, all, of, all of the blessings, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, that you have 
rain down on him and his family, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for all the blessings that you just rained down on us, period. We just thank you for life, love, happiness. We thank you for waking up today. We, we do not take any second for granted, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, for we know this life is not promised and nothing is possible without you. Lord Jesus, we just give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Man, brother. So, finally got you on the show. <laughs> finally got me on the show. Finally got and you I on love the show. Yeah, yeah. Finally got you on the show. We've crossed paths several times. Been knowing you for a while. So, everybody, we do know each other. Um, but, yeah, man, I didn't know your story, though. I didn't know your journey until you told me. So, it's a lesson, man. Look, people, you don't know what people have been through. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know who they really are until you dive into them or if they are willing to you know express themselves in that manner to you um but yeah you can't judge a book by its cover you just never know no. this man right here man you you've been through a lot you've been through a lot yeah. but you, you you're going to do a lot and you're doing a lot right yeah god right. has blessed you god has blessed you man and, and guess what i'm not the only one absolutely absolutely you know? yeah man so you're just you're one of the examples one of the examples yeah that's willing and to see right now yeah and, and where i am you know i'm from up north so there's a lot of people who know me up north but then there's also a lot of people who know me down south but they only know of me tonight they gonna really get to know me. <laughs> yes yes that's what i'm talking about so let's jump right in man so listen i know you're an actor you're an entrepreneur you got your own business we're here to talk about that as well but let's get into this life we got to get into life. We got to give people the backstory. We got to show them where you came from, show them what you've been through, show them how you got to where you are right now. That's the inspiration. That's the inspiration yeah. right there. So you tell me, you told me a little bit about your past. You said you, you've been through prison, you, you were in the streets, all that type of stuff. You got saved. Let's start there. Just wherever, whatever, whatever hits you. Let's start there. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I take, I, I think you got to the beginning. Um, of course, and some of you know, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. That's where I was born and raised. Baltimore is a great city. But Baltimore also is a very challenging city. Uh, that's why a lot of people who are born in Baltimore City, after seeing the city, they kind of move out to the Baltimore counties. It's a little bit different in the Baltimore counties than it is in the inner city. Okay. So me, uh, growing up in, the, in, in Baltimore, you know, I, I grew up with just a mom, no dad. Uh, just mom, you know, and she tried to raise me up in church, you know, of course, as all mothers do with their children when they're first born. But because I was exposed so much, I also was doing a lot in the streets. So, you know, I, I did go to prison uh, like four times, you know, twice as a juvenile and then twice as an adult. But when I came home the last time as an adult, that's when I said, you know what, something's got to change because I'm not feeling this. And I remember, and some of these people who's from Baltimore know this, that in Baltimore prison, when you walk through the yard, there's a big sign that says never again. Well, when I came home the last time, that's what I said, never again. I'm not going back no more. Yeah. But I came home on parole. Uh, but uh, during the time when I was on parole, I was just kind of dibbling and dabbling in some good and bad. You know, I was just kind of mixed between life. Yeah. Um, but then uh, it was one day me and some friends was on our way from East Baltimore to West Baltimore to go meet up with all our homies. You know, we'd go chill, hang, drink, smoke, you know, just relax and have some fun. Yeah. You know, so uh, matter of fact, even as we were coming from East Baltimore to West Baltimore, there was a crime lab truck in front of us that was beating all of the lights. So we were ride real close to them so they can't see us. 
just so we can get all the way over west fast right but right as we got to where we was going uh which was around cook's lane they had the streets taped off and they made a detour and i'm like what is going on then my phone starts ringing somebody hits my phone and says one of our homeboys was just murdered in the same exact spot we was on our way to wow you know if we had gotten there like five minutes earlier i could have easily got shot just like just like he did you know because it's a crowd of like 15 20 people and they're shooting up the whole crowd you know but he did get shot and he died matter of fact there was even a guy looking out of the window of an apartment and he also got shot and i found out that his daughter actually laid on top of him until the mother came home and they found him dead wow so it was it was a very very dramatic set so i remember when we went to the funeral as soon as the preacher was like you know at the end was like whoever wants to turn their life over to christ just i think i'm the first person to stand up I went straight up front, you know, because it, because I was thinking like I would have been there drinking from the same bottle, smoking from the same blunt. It could have easily had been me, right. and I was already home on parole. I had already violated my parole, so now the boys is looking for me. So now I'm actually talking to God. I'm calling. I'm yelling out to him. I could. I hear. I could. I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear. I would even sneak into my church that was located close to where I live when nobody else was there. I would go up on the balcony and talk out loud. Nothing. So I said, you know what, God, to show you that I'm serious about changing my life, I'm going to just go ahead and turn myself in. I'm going to go ahead and turn myself in, finish out this little bit that I got, and just come home and just try to start again. Right. You know, so that, that, that's what I did. But then while I was in there, I was praying to God, Lord, as I go back in the system, I pray that you send some Christian brothers my way because I do have some, some, some strong brothers in prison that's never coming home. So yeah. that's where their ministry is. Yeah. So I said, as I go back in this, into these uh, into the system, just put some of them brothers in my life so they can school me. So when I come home this time, I'm good. You know, I give you my life for the rest of my life. And then 28 days later in DOC, a CEO came and knocked on my door. Doom, doom, doom. Magazine, what? Back up. Uh, where y'all taking me now? You're going home. Wow. Well, huh? 28 days. I mean, now I still had a whole nother year backed up of time but 28 days but after they recalculated my time as far as my mandatory and uh dates i had already reached my mandatory date so they had to let me go uh, so okay. so then i go to god i said lord hold up hold up chill i had to turn myself in so that i could try to fix things you send me home so fast well, I, the one thing that god would tell me is that the one thing i've always wanted you to do that you would never do was submit your will to mine go home Wow. And that was, on, that was on a Saturday. That, that Sunday, wow. I was in church. I was at New Psalmist Baptist Church, Bishop Walter Scott Thomas, and his sermon that he preached that day was enough. So at the end of that service, when they had that altar call, who was I stood straight up. And from that point, in, that's when everything in my whole entire life changed. A lot. Wow. That is crazy. And I can't do nothing but thank God. That is a blessing, brother. That is a, that now, of course, there is a process. Of course, of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but you it, gotta, was such a, it was such an interesting process. You had to reprogram yourself. It don't happen overnight. You know, it didn't happen overnight when you get into where you were. So, yeah, you, you got to reprogram. Yeah, I mean, because when you think about, it, you're talking about a guy who who didn't go to college, you know, dropped out of high school in like the ninth grade to start selling drugs full time. 
you know, I, I had no experience in nothing, you know, so, you know, now, now, and even though I was in the streets and I was around people, I, I wasn't like a murderer or, or a super gangster killing people. I wasn't like that. I did a lot of self-defense. I mean, there was times when I had got stabbed in my back like 20 times, you know, busting my head with a pipe, you know, I, car crashes, I've been shot at, I shot, you know, I, but that was only in self-defense, Yeah. you know, so I did experience a lot. But then, uh, you know, once they once they released me, and I did turn my life back over to God, you know, and everybody walked away and everything. And I, a couple of days went by, and I took a breath, like, okay, now what? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> but then, the first thing I had go back to school, go get your GED, because when I was on parole, the 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 Justice Department, uh, they actually provided a free GED class for people who were just coming home from prison. Okay. So so I actually went back to Baltimore City Community College and got my GED. Uh, then I went to a trade school, uh, Westside Skill Center, which is not even there anymore. It's already been torn down. I got a little trade in uh, building engineering. Okay. Got me a job doing maintenance. And that just started the beginning. And I just kept going from there. Wow. But I was also doing music around that time. You know, uh, uh, Major Payne. Okay. It's a street music. I actually got these tattoos while I was in prison. I remember a guy showed me how to make a tattoo gun out of a Walkman. Ain't out that crazy? Walkman? Out of a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> Life is, and, and that's why that's why I know a lot of good people who listen to this. I'm talking to people who who could have a similar background or started in the streets or around the streets or even in the hood. I understand. But I promise you, once you turn your life over, or at least start thinking about the changes you need to make in life, you'd be surprised how many other things will change. Wow. You said a tattoo gun out of a walk. I ain't never heard of nothing in life. Never heard. You know, next time I see you, we hook up, I'll actually break it down to you, show you how it's done. How we got the ink, everything. <laughs> But it was it was it was a very interesting experience. So you know, so I did. I got back. I got my GED. I I, I started working in in a field of uh, maintenance, and I just started growing and growing. But then I also was doing music at the time, and I said, well, you know what? I can't do street music no more. I'm, I'm gonna do Christian hip hop. So what do you want me to do? So I actually talked to a pastor at my church uh, who had like a, a children's church on certain days of the week. And I, you know, I was I had, a, had a conference coming up. I said, "Well, you know what? I like to I like I, I, I do music. I like to perform at your conference." Okay. He said, "Well, I will come and rap it for my children, and then we'll see what we do." So I went. I ain't had no beats. I ain't had nothing. I just rapped acapella, and they loved it. So they actually put me in the conference. Oh, so I ministered at uh, King with the King. So that, that's when things started stopping to me on a rap level. Yeah, I started. That's when I became the fisherman. I was doing Christian hip hop. I was doing like a hundred gigs a year, just doing Christian hip hop. Wow. Yeah, and when that, and when that type of stuff started happening, it was like, okay, wow, things are really changing. Yeah, when you when you submit to God, man, He provides. Like, who did you ever think that you'd be doing a hundred gigs a year? Never. Oh God, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Even even when I was doing music before I turned my life over, I wasn't even doing a whole bunch of gigs. You know, we would go to like open mics and things like that and rap and, you know, drink and party or whatever. But I never thought I would be doing that in life. And when I noticed that things was changing for me in life, I knew that there were more going to be coming. Yeah. So I just I just I just stayed with God and just continued to grow. 
I was in church, you know, I would go to like discipleship. That was a three-year program that just, you know, teach you and train you on how to be a good disciple uh, for God. Uh, and then I went to the leadership school. That was another year program at our church. Yeah. Um, and then he got to the point where it was like, okay, what's next? What's next? And then there's, there's preaching. Let me ask you something like, before you get into the preaching, though. Because there's a okay. lot of people that need to hear this. I'm about to ask you this question. You said it didn't happen overnight. This we know. So what type of encouragement and just give a little insight to what that struggle was like to reprogram yourself because there's a lot of brothers out here that really want to change and they get sucked back in because of the the process that it takes to change like what kept you on the straight and narrow i know it was god of course but just you know mentally like how did you program your mind to be like you know what i'm not going to succumb to the the temptation of getting back out there smoking with the homeboys and drinking and whatever it was that could pull you back in or lure you back in like how did you turn a blind eye to that how did you overcome that because a lot of brothers they don't make it they they want better but in the life just sucks them right back in it's easy to just go back to the corner to hustle you know what i'm saying because the money is money's hard to come by or the money that they're making after after nine to five that they got it ain't what they need or, or, or want just exactly exactly talk about that a little bit yeah I, i'll make it very simple and easy uh you have to learn how to change a person places and things Okay. And that's what I need to do. You're growing up in Baltimore, anybody from Baltimore that lets you know there's only two ways that your life's going to end. Either you go to prison or you're going to be killed. Period. I have so many homies that I grew up with that's either locked up or they're not even here anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So after, after, so after turning my life over, I had to really start thinking about this. Like, all right, girl, I, I'm going to start reading the Bible. I'm going to start growing. I'm going to start learning. But I still need to learn how to live life. I still got to, you know, you know, I'm not going to hustle no more. So how am I going to make money? I, got, I still have to build and grow. And I basically have to grow up. So I, the one thing I would hear is that you have to change a person, places and things. You know what I'm saying? You have to really sit down and start thinking, okay, you know what? What is it that I want to do in life? What is it? Whatever do I, what do I even, what do, what do I feel in my imagination? You know, what do I feel like God is telling me? You know, what, what, what do I, I, I see in myself that nobody else can see that I know I can do? I started thinking about things like that. And when I saw other people that were still in the streets and still running, that had no intentions or even... Uh, exactly. I was like, okay, you know what? I got to start changing. So what I started doing is that once I got into the church, I started getting around people in church. Okay. You know, because that was number one, the place where I'm going to learn more about God. But then there's also a place where other people who also had struggle in life and they too wanted to change. So, so I started hearing, developing. I'm just sorry. I'm so what I'm hearing is pretty much you just occupied your time instead of sitting around idle. Occupied your time with the positive things, you know, exactly environments, positive people, and just exactly all the the negative yeah. stuff. Yeah, because if you're around negative people, do you need to now start putting yourself around positive people? Let me ask you, know, you this. If you want to go ahead. What how how did your friends, so-called friends, take to that? Because you know, some people kind of, you know, when you want to change your life and, and you kind of like you're not dealing with them no more, they feel a certain way, you know? They feel they feel a certain way. And, and sometimes they come yeah. for you. Did you experience that? Did, how, how did they handle that? Or did they understand, like, I understand you're just trying to change your yeah. life? Yeah. Some people understood. 
Some people are like, man, that nigga dumb. You know, some people, you know, it, it all depends. There are times when sometimes people will just watch. You know, when, when you go to them and you tell them that, you know what, uh, this life is no longer for me. You know, y'all already see what's happening out here. Y'all know what happened. I'm going to change. You're more than welcome to join me. But if not, you know, it, I'm going to change. So you might not see me as much, you know. So then sometimes when people will just really sit back and watch. Because if they see you turning your life over to God and they do see things changing, then it hits them like, you know what? He might have been right. right. He might have been right. Because I've never seen, I've never, this guy is now doing things I've never seen him do before. He's going places I've never thought that he would even go. Right. How was he able to do that? None. And eventually you, you left the city. How did, where did that come about? Like, was that, did you feel that you needed to move for music? Or is when the acting bug kind of hits you? Both. Uh, so, as I continue, as I continue to grow, you know, I grew in many areas. I grew in my uh, my career as a in building engineering okay. to the point where I was like working at the Pentagon after nine eleven, doing construction. You know I mean, it, it grew a lot. Matter of fact, there's there's a, there's a hotel downtown Baltimore down the harbor called the Hilton Hotel. I helped them build it. You know what I'm saying? So I was growing in that one. But then even on the ministry side, I started growing because it got to the point where I was preaching. Mm. You know, and when, when I became a minister at my church, I used to preach three times a month. Every month that would be in church, in prisons and uh, in nursing homes. And when I started preaching in prisons, it would blow my mind because I never knew that I would be going back to the same exact prisons that I was serving, that I was doing my bit in, now preaching to the brothers and telling them, hey, it worked for me. It made it work for you too. Right. Just, and and you, you were the people that you were in there with? Yeah, exactly. Some of them, some, uh, there was one time I did go to a prison, I did see a guy that I knew, but he had gone home and it came back. But a lot of them I didn't know, but I knew the place. So as I found myself growing in these areas, there was one time in a, as I was growing in my business, uh, I was I was remodeling the basement for for a man by the name of Roddy Bear Jackson. If you remember the movie Precious, mm -hmm. uh, Bear is the one who plays Precious' father. Uh, you know, he's a very experienced actor. You know, he's been working with Spike Lee for many, many years. He's in multiple different projects. But I was, I was remodeling his basement, but I was doing Christian hip hop at the time. So I, I actually went to him. I said, "Hey, man, you know what? I'm doing, I'm doing a music video. You need to come on, help me with this music video." He said, "Man, since you're doing a good job in my basement, man, I got you." So we started shooting the music video. But then while we were shooting, it, he said, "You know what? Stop. We need to turn this into a movie." So then we shot my first movie, Fisher of Men. It's actually on YouTube now, Fisher of Men the movie. Wow, okay. Right. But after we shot the movie, it was it blew my mind so much because I had never done acting. I never had no training. I never been in a movie before. But when I saw it, I was like, wow, you might want to think about becoming an actor. But it was just, you know, it was just something that was subtle in my mind. Um, but then as I got into a year, that was in 2014. When I got into 2015, I was at a conference at my church. And uh, uh, the conference was only for ministers. Uh, but the theme of the conference was uh, pursue your dream. And that's when I really started thinking about acting a lot more. Uh, because the experience was so, so mind-blowing. Yeah. You know, cause I, I saw so much in it. Um, 
So that's why I started. I talked to my wife, and I, I, I talked about Atlanta, and she's been talking about moving to Atlanta for years. You know, okay. so we made happy, the decision. Happy to hear you talking that talk, then. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> so so I said, you know what? I'm thinking about moving to Atlanta to try to become an actor. And she was with it, but see, this is also when I went to God. I said, okay, Lord, now I ain't trying to leave Baltimore because I'm in ministry to come become an actor. So if it is not in your will for me to go, because you know, not my will, but your will. Yeah. If it's not your will, then just stop. So I actually what I did, and this is part of the testimony, is that uh, I had applied for a job. The job set up an interview. But I'm going to just drive down there, do an interview, come back, maybe I'll get a job. But on the day I was driving down to Atlanta to do the interview, two more jobs called me. And they wanted to do an interview. I said, well, we'll set all of them up. So I literally drove down there, spent the night in a hotel. The next day, went to one interview, two interview, three interview, and then drove right back to Maryland. Two of the jobs offered me the position. That's when I knew, okay, God's not stopping me from going. It would also be part of his will for me to go. So then me and my wife, we made a decision in August 2015. We saved up all of September, and the first week of October, we was here. That's not just like no, that. no, that's not crazy. That's God. That's God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's God all day. You know what I'm saying? And listen, and listen. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just want to say, no, no, go ahead. It, it, it's just something because I'm sure when you were going through all that you were going through, or you were locked down, like you would never fathom that you'd be here in Atlanta. You probably never thought you were leaving. I'm pretty sure people that were standing on the sideline watching never thought. That you were leaving, and they're still there. Still, still there. Still there. Matter of fact, some of them, some of them, is, is even starting to move now. <laughs> just, yeah. just because they see me down here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, it, it, but it's not that. It's about dream. It's about pursuing your dream. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you do have a dream, or you do have a passion in your in your heart, or even spirit, especially in your imagination, because nobody knows your imagination but you and God. Exactly. You know, so if you if you do see it or you just feel it, you'd be surprised what might happen if you just pursue it. So that's what I tried to do. I moved down here and tried to pursue the dream of becoming an actor. And we're gonna jump into that phase of your life right after this clip of you speaking that gospel. Let's check you out. Come on, look at the person beside you and say, look at it. Look at it. Seriously. It is imperative that we look at life from God's perspective. And when we look at life from God's perspective, things are not as bad as they may appear. Amen, somebody. The responsibility thrusted upon Joseph in this narrative is an awesome example of why the correlation between God's perspective and our obedience is so important. You see, Joseph could not mentally or emotionally manage the thought of being embarrassed and people talking about him behind his back. He could not handle the personal rejection or the risk of losing significant relationships, including his own family. This was not the way Joseph imagined his life. And I feel Joseph this morning because I too know what it feels like to suffer in silence. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. Right. You 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 got that. God put it on you, brother. You got that. Yeah. yeah. You got that. You got that conviction, man. 
there's some preachers there's some pastors i you know i've been to church and it just i don't feel it I don't know if you, mm-hmm. you you probably understand what I'm talking about. You just I understand what you're saying. But when I was doing that, when I was doing that in church, that was my first time to preach in church, and it was like my second time preaching. Really? Um, really, that was the second time I had ever preached. The first time was for my initial sermon because uh, when I went through the the training to become a preacher, uh, it's called MIT, uh, Ministers in Training. It's a three year program, and it's actually designed to make you quit. So it was 16 people in our class, but only five of us made it. It's designed to make you quit? To make sure that you- It's designed to make you quit. To make, exactly. Because some people just, some people might jump in to become a preacher because of the title of being a preacher. Some people become a preacher because they feel like this is what God is calling them to do. Yeah. So as you're going through it, they give you certain challenges. Or if you slide them your script and they just follow it up, go and do another one. Things like that will say, well, you know what, this ain't for me. It might not be because it might not be what you're called to do. Right. But if you're able to continue to pursue, uh, even now, I told many people, stop falling back and learn to fall forward. You know, even when I was growing up, they used to always teach us, man, when things ain't going right, man, you just got to fall back. No, don't fall back. Yeah. Fall forward. Sit down, gather uh, an understanding of everything that's going on, and then get back up and keep moving forward. And that's what we did in MIT. So for me to be doing that for my second time, that showed me that, okay, uh, maybe maybe some more things in life that you are going to do. Yeah. Do you still preach or do you, or is it strictly just acting now? Uh, no, yeah, see, and that's the very interesting thing that I've, that I've actually been uh, having conversation with just this week uh, to help me make some decisions. Because up in Maryland, everyone remembers me as a minister and a Christian hip hop artist. But down here in Atlanta, everybody knows me as an actor and an entrepreneur doing home improvement and things like that. So for me, there's a lot of things I'm going to be doing coming into 2023. I mean, starting January the 1st, where I'm bringing them both together. Okay. You're going to see the artist, you're going to see the minister, but you're also going to see the actor and the entrepreneur coming together as one. Yeah, God's timing, man. That's all that is. Exactly. God's timing. And timing is everything. Hey, you need a time to come down here and lay down the foundation down here and get that right. Get that solid and then it's, you merge the two. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, the, and and another reason why I wanted to lay that foundation down here, because at, at some point, especially next year, I'm going to go back home. And then I'm going to help some people up there who wants to get into acting or want to do some filming or do something because I am working on my first series next year. So there is some footage that I'm going to be getting up in Baltimore to show me moving to Atlanta. So I will be able to help and, and, and influence and, you know, encourage a lot of other people. That's dope. When you first got here, what was your first step to dive into the world of acting? Um, there's a guy, there's, there's a friend of mine. His name is Brandon. Uh, he's also an actor. He lives in California. He was the first one of the people that I knew in Maryland that really went into acting. Okay. Um, he just went, you know, west. I stayed in the east. Okay. But the advice that he gave me, he said, okay, look, whenever you move to another state to pursue a career in acting or even music or uh, modeling or things like that, take your first year off. Get a job. Get comfortable. Get consistency going on to make sure because you're in a whole totally different state. You don't know people down here. They don't know you. Right. You don't know what the vibe is or what the environment is like. You know, so just take time, get settled. One, but then after that, go for it. So that's what I did. So the first year, I just settled. I worked. I had a good job. 
I worked that job. I was doing great. That was in Roswell, Georgia. You know, I was, I was, I was in church. I was meeting people. I was getting a feel for everything around. But then after that first year, the very first thing I did, I went to Nick Conte Acting School. No, I'm sorry. I went to Century Twenty One. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, a company called uh, Security. I, 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 I think I'm saying it right. Century Century Twenty One, and what they do is, uh, whenever someone is trying to get into acting, they'll bring you in. Uh, they'll give you some training. Uh, they'll give you some headshots, but then they'll also have a showcase after a couple of weeks where they'll have different casting agencies there. Okay. And then in the showcase, if they like you, you could possibly be good pulled into a casting agency. So I started there, uh, and I did great. Uh, I did great. Uh, I actually did when I did the the uh, the showcase. I had eight different casting agencies that wanted me to come in to talk with them. But at the same time, I was still working in my field, and I had just got hired as a manager at a new property. So I did not have the time to even go and talk to all of these different casting agencies. So I had to come up with a different plan, and that's when I went to Nick Conte Acting Studio okay. to start training as an actor. And I was under uh, Scott Oakley. Okay. Well, I see. Uh, very, right, very. Right. So yes. The process. People need to see that the process is. You got the confidence. You already, you know, you already had the bug. But then once you did that showcase and you got all that interest, I'm pretty sure that gave you that confidence to push you yeah. further to say, you know what, I am on the right track. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to pursue this and take this to another level. I'm gonna go get some professional training, and then the time comes back around to when, when it's right, you'll get the agent and you'll, you know what I'm saying? So, exactly. All through time. And, and then. And that's one, one of the things I do to encourage a lot of people who are trying to get into the field of acting. Even if you don't have an agent, continue to pursue it. You'd be surprised how many people who are doing low-budget films or low-budget projects that will cast you without an agent. Yes, self-sufficient. That's going to give you some more experience. That's going to give you reels. Yes. You know, that's going to give you all, all kinds of different things. You know, you're going to meet new people. You're going to start getting familiar with the different circles. That's going on in the in the filming industry here in in Black Hollywood, Atlanta. You know, you'd be surprised. People, let me tell you something. People who just think about the fame and the money, they always want to shoot for the big production, big production. They they, they feel like if it's not a big opportunity, they don't want it. It's too small for them. Like, man, the grind and the experience <laughs> and the trend it's everything. Yeah, is in the if, if you're trying to get your fame and money, have fun. Yeah. You know, the process is it is a long process yes. and it requires discipline and consistency, and if you especially love consistency. Act, if you love to act, you're just going to act. I don't care. Yeah. Budget, play, whatever it is, you're going to act. You're going to take you're the right. opportunity. It is and you'd be surprised how much money and opportunity comes with it later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, listen. Yeah. Yeah, learning process. People gotta understand that life is sometimes just a learning process. Things don't happen overnight. They don't happen fast. Yeah, it's just a process. Continue yeah. to process. These kids need to know that these days, man. This microwave era, everything now, 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 now <laughs> don't happen like that. I do want to say that your friend that gave you that advice, man, that's the best advice he could have given you. 
That's the best advice he could give you. Because I remember when we was at the last uh, Deju event, we were talking about quality of life. You still got to have a life. You still got to be able to provide, you know, and just live a quality life. You know, have a good quality of life. Exactly. You yeah. don't have to be out here broke, struggling, starving artists. So for you to come out here and get yourself established and then go to chase it, that's the way to do it. But you got a lot of people exactly. that here hit the ground running and they're just trying to get on, get on, get on. They're broke. They jump up from couch to couch. They got nothing. They have no foundation. No foundation. Yeah, you're wasting time and time is everything. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, you got you. That friend is a, is a, is a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, and he's even doing his thing over there in California. You know, so. That, that was the that was and, and, and matter of fact everybody every time someone talks to me about possibly moving to Atlanta or even to another state to pursue that type of career I give them the exact same pro, uh, advice take your first year get settled yeah. get settled and, and after that it gives you time run. to build up a community you know relationships it, exactly yeah. exactly that's that's why I love being at Nick Conte's because I started building a relationship with so many people that's actually where I met Dejour you know yeah. what I'm saying um, I mean, the Lord and Nick Conte's, uh, you know, just, I mean, it's just, it's just great. And as you start meeting people, then you start working with people and different things, you'd be surprised how many things start happening. You're like, wow, I didn't even know this was going to happen. Right. Now, what took off for you first? Did you start working behind the scenes? Because I know you do set work, you camera, sound, all that. What took off for you first? Was it the acting opportunities or did you just try to jump into the sets? get around just be in that be in the vicinity of what you're trying to do to get the opportunities what what happened for you first when you when you started yeah the, the first thing is that uh while i was in uh nick conte's uh i was of course meeting a lot of different people and uh and i met my homie uh uh furious and yeah you know furious i think you've uh you've done an interview with yeah, furious yeah, yeah, for sure. i met furious yeah and he referred me to uh another uh film company called uh bod films okay uh, they, they, they was having a project. They needed somebody to cast. So he referred me to them. They casted me. Uh, I did one of the, a little small project. They they liked it. They loved it so much. They put me in another project. And then they would put me in another project. And then they, they were like, okay. So then that, but it, it was great. Now, this was all low-budget stuff. But low-budget is good, especially for beginners, because it gives you so much experience yes. at a very small level. Plus, it exposes you so you can see what's going on behind the cameras with the cinematographers. You can see what's going on with the directors. You can see who's doing makeup, who's who's in charge. Of, like, you just get a sense to see behind the scenes. Yeah. Once you start learning what's going on behind the scenes, it helps you to uh, be more familiar with the industry. And it helps you be a, become a better actor too. Exactly. Because you get it. It, 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 you know, you put, it comes together. It, you know, it's a puzzle, and it comes together. And now you can see the bigger picture. Okay, this is how that works. This is how you know what I'm saying. And this is what I need to yeah. when I'm playing this part. But when I'm doing this over here, this is what I need to be doing to make this better. Like. It exactly out. it's great when you can see footage of yourself and you're like okay i see what i did wrong or i see how i could do that a little better but you didn't have to pay no money for this it's right. free you know exactly. what i'm saying so it's a free it's a free way to help build yourself up so that when it gets to the point where you are ready to go to a casting agency or you are ready to do real auditions now you can feel a little bit more confident that you know what i'm gonna go ahead and kill it yeah you know exactly. Yeah. So from that point, it just started growing. It just started growing, and uh, 
then I, I started working on some things with Dejour. Uh, you know, I started going through Mafia Eight, which was great. Yeah. You know, because that, yes, I was in the well, film. I, and met you. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the first time I was in Mafia Eight, and I love Mafia Eight because not only does Mafia Eight help people with learning how to be good or better at acting, but even to get into cinematography. Yep. and writing and editing and you know things like that so when i got exposed to that it was like oh there's more to learn there's more that i can do i don't i don't just have to be just an actor yeah you know what i'm saying and, and, and the one thing i, I one thing i want to say to people especially everyone who's watching this understand like i'm not no great perfect guy you know what i'm saying like i didn't go to college you know what i'm saying i got a ged you know what i'm saying but the things that you guys see me on TV or on Stars or on Amazon Prime or on YouTube, whatever, I'm just doing it. I'm just trying. Yeah. So people need to understand that in your mind, you got to tell yourself, just try. You'd be surprised how much you would accomplish or how much you would do if you would just try. Yeah. You know? People got to understand that no one, no one, I mean no one, I don't even care about the skill level, but no one is more qualified than you for the job. We're all qualified. You just got to put in the work. You might need to hone your skills a little bit more to book that job, but nobody's more qualified than you. We all have the same resources, especially with the internet classes. Come on now. And if you're exactly. in Atlanta, all you got to do is turn around, turn to the left, turn to the right. There's something. There's something that can help you be better. You're right. It, it won't, exactly, exactly. And I try to tell these people this all the time because, you know, people like to always say, uh, I know my, even when I was growing up, they used to always say that a jack of all trades is a master of none. And they will always preach that and always teach that to say, oh, man, I don't do a whole bunch of stuff. But just this year, I actually learned the full quote. That's not the whole quote. The whole quote is a jack of all trades is a master of none, but often better than a master of one. That's the full quote. So that's letting people know that you may be a jack of all trades. You may not be a master of just one thing. I'm not knocking the master of one thing. You know, that's why, like, 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 for example, if you call a plumber, you gonna you gonna have a guy who's been plumbing. That's what he does. That's yeah. he has what you did. You know, uh, or, or 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 painter, or or uh, you know, electrical guy. But with me, I do the painting, the plumbing, the electrical work, all of that stuff. I'm a jack of all trades. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not I'm a master of none. But I'm often better than a master of one. <laughs> you get the job done. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I never knew the full quote. That's literally the full quote. And when I learned that, I was like, wow, you know what? That kind of makes sense why I'm doing so many different things and doing them well. I may not, like I said, may not be a master of it, but I am good enough to do them well. And you'd be surprised how many other people who's watching this video could do a lot of things well. You if know, they just try. I don't know who, who omitted that last part, but see, that's a prime example of people omitting truth to manipulate or to you know what i'm saying yeah have you they do and i'm doing too much I, I need to slow down and just do one thing no no yeah. what they want you to do yeah. just do one thing it's control yeah, yeah. i mean i mean of course we all know that there's 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 management you know what i'm saying but but sometimes you can take some time out of your day do that one thing Okay, now move to the next. Exactly. Take some time out of your day to do that. You know, take some time out of your day, spend some time with your family. You know, take some time out of your day, walk your dog. Take some time out of your day, get your butt in the gym. 
or work out or exercise, you know, just 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 become active. Yeah. But if you just sitting on your couch and watching TV or playing your game, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> yeah, ain't too much happening. It's not too much. Yeah, it's not too much happening. Hey, Have I want to play, play your um couple reels of you. You doing your thing. I, okay. Let's check your skills out. Let's get into that. Let's go. I don't even know why I came back. I told myself, I said, Lydia, you're doing well in school. Let your family figure things out. But unselfishly, I return, and this is the thanks I get? Your sister, she means well, okay? Right now, she's just being rebellious, that's all. Mom didn't raise us that way. When she got involved with the wrong crowd, I was there. When she was in jail, I was there. But this, I can't be there for her. It's killing me. I know, okay? How do you think I feel? I mean, all I'm trying to do- There's I mean, a I difference. Why do I feel like the parent, and I mean this with no disrespect, but I shouldn't have to chastise my own sister. You're gonna have to step up because I can't do this anymore. This was the last straw. All I am asking is for one month, just one month, I am doing right, I'm trying. I just really need you to be here. I'm sorry. You introduced Denise to drugs. Now you have to introduce her to rehab before we lose her. Like we lost mom. I let him leave because I knew he would lead me to her. He's your friend, right? So what's your price? It's better that I'm even here. And now you are kind of insulting me by making me an offer to kill him. Everyone has a price. You owe the Havanock family money. I can pay that debt and all your other debts. But your friend has to go first. You know that's close to a million dollars. Why don't you go and hire someone else for less? A killing isn't the same unless it's from someone you're close to. When can I get the money? <laughs> yeah, man. And you know what? And there's a lot. There's more testimony even behind what you're watching there. Be gone. Because all of that, all of that happened after 2018, and I told you about in 2018. That's when everything changed. That's when you had your your situation with your accident type of thing. An accident, yeah. Right, yeah. Speak on that. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so you know, as I continue to grow and everything, uh, you know, I was with some friends on uh, in 2018, and uh, this was actually uh, August 2018. Okay. And uh, we was uh, we, we we was doing some filming at one location. Uh, I can't remember what we was filming. I think it was a music video or something. And then we decided to go to one more location just to look at it. You know, could possibly could possibly film something there or anything. But we just went to go look at it. The guy wanted us to come to his house. So we did. Uh, we traveled there. We parked out. I was on my bike. We parked the bike. My homie parked his car. You know, we were crossing over the street. And uh, as we was walking across the street, there was a car that came speeding behind us. And it hit both of us. Um, and when it hit us, it, it hit me up in the air. It hit my homie. He went through the windshield. You know, knocked his arm out the socket, broke his leg. Hit me up and out of the air. I came down on my head, uh, injured my brain, uh, and I was pretty much gone for like 20 minutes. 
like 15, 20 minutes, I was there was no responses from me. It was just foam coming out of my mouth. You know, but one of my homeboys that was there, he stopped the ambulance, you know, got me in the ambulance, and he took me to the hospital. It just happened to be a block down the street, which was great. He was able to bring me back, and uh, but with a brain injury, I was in pretty bad shape. Never was also on the news. Uh, and the news, they lied on us. Uh, and I'm going to just put it out there. They said that we were shooting a music video in the street when we got hit by the car. We didn't even have no equipment. We had, you know, we didn't have nothing. I just got off a motorcycle and we was walking across the street. So even after my injury, there was a time I actually went to the news station. I talked to them. Hey, I'm the guy that was that was uh, in that, 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 that particular uh, report that you guys... Uh, we wasn't shooting a music video. Why would y'all lie and say that we were shooting a music video? They said that the footage, the the, the uh, evidence that they got was actually from the police. This is what the police told them. Happened. Are you serious? Now, yeah. Now, where they got their information from, I don't even know where they got their information from. You know, but either way, I you know, I just let it go right there because we know the truth. That's why when I start shooting my series, there's actually going to be a scene that's going to show what really happened that night. Uh, especially even the woman who hit us with the car. There's, there was another person there who knew the person that hit us with the car. Uh, but you'll see that hey, about that later on. Did anything happen to the woman? No, she was not guilty. So that was, we got citations. That, so you got you got citations. We got citations. That was because the because in Atlanta, if you don't cross the street at a crosswalk, you jaywalking. But they put that out now, there. Now, now, consider it was like 12 o'clock in the though. morning. Huh? I said that false story was to protect her, though. Was yeah. To protect her. She must have had an attorney. Yeah. No, no attorney. It's just the police. Uh, I, I was told I was told that that night, uh, I don't know if one of the police officers was a woman or anything like that, or I don't know, but I guess whatever conversation she had with the police officers, the police officers decided that. Uh, she was not guilty. We was. Yeah, they put that false narrative out there to protect her, man. Yeah, but my lawyer still took care of everything, so we, we, I was okay. I was okay, but but when after it happened, it did take me time to heal. So that means for the entire year, because now this is what I want you to consider, and a lot of people don't even know this. You know, I got hit by that car in 2018 in uh, August. Uh, during that time, I was working a job. I was working in building engineering in Buckhead. Um, but in, in November of 2018, my job let me go because they needed someone to fill that position because they needed someone and they saw that I was still injured. So they knew I wouldn't come in. So they decided to just let me go. And of course I got my disability from them and everything. So I was good. So for the entire year of 2008, 19, I did not work. You know what I'm saying? But I was healing. Now, this is the crazy thing, because in 2019 was also when I got casted for P-Valley uh, on Stars. Now, how in the world does that happen to a guy with brain injury? Right. Just months after this is where God, this is where God came right. in. God, so, he's not done yet. So when, when, yeah, exactly. Because when I got hit by, like, when I get by, hit by the car, I had uh, TBI, traumatic brain injury. So for the, the several months, I could not remember things. I could not remember my mom, my wife, my son, Baltimore, the president, my birthday. I couldn't remember none of that stuff. But I did not forget about God. I did remember God during that time. 
Now, I don't remember when I got hit by the car. Uh, I don't remember the four weeks I was in the hospital. And I don't remember the first two weeks of my rehab. I was in rehab for four weeks. Uh, but by the, by the third week, I start coming back because I can't remember that. So everything that I know about the accident and the 11 days I was in the hospital in a rehab, this is what people are telling me. To give big explain to me everything that happens. But as I started healing, I remembered that I never forgot about God and I would talk to God. So there was one time I actually found out that Tyler Perry Studio was only like four minutes away from the church I was going to at the time. And this was in 2019. Um, so I actually went there. Uh, of course, you can't go through. You can't get in because you have to go through the security to get in. Right. So right outside the guest center, uh, I, I just got on my knees. I got on my truck, got on my knees. I said, Lord, I, I thank you for not allowing me to die. So as I continue to pursue my dream, I pray you bring me here. And I just got up, got back in my truck and just drove off. And then four weeks later, I was casted uh, for P-Valley. Only being shot at Tyler Perry Studio. In four weeks. And I didn't even audition. You know, I, I, there's, a, there's a company called uh, Hilton Casting, I think. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm familiar with yeah. it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So they, 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 they do they do a lot of casting for extras. Yeah. All you gotta do is just send them a picture and things like that. And so they actually, I, I caught an email from them asking me, was I interested in being in P Valley at Tyler Perry Studio? Yes, absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> so they sent me. So now, if you look at if you go to if you go to P Valley on Stars season one, I think episode ten, I am one of the bouncers standing outside the strip club. Just like that. Go check it out too. Go check it out. And so, so, so for me in 2019, a lot of things started happening. Uh, another thing that happened is, the, and this is the reason why I'm doing the series, is while it was in 2019, there was a guy from Disney actually got in contact with me. Uh, now he he uh, he works on the filming side, so he he uh, works on the filming side when he travels different places around the world doing uh, footage. And he said that uh, he saw my movie, Fisher of Men. Now, I never released the movie. I, never even, I don't even know how he got the movie, but he did see it. He said he loved it. He said uh, he has now started a new Christian channel, and he wants to put my movie on this channel. But he wants me to shoot seven to ten episodes to turn it into a series. So it's one of the first series on his new channel. Man. A lot of people don't know this. God, look at God, brother. <laughs> I mean, this is... And see, this is why this is so, and this is why I knew it was God because I knew that in injury I did not forget about God. He never left me. He's still there. There's some other things that you that you guys would learn when I do my testimony, things that He told me. But then I also, as I healed and my memory started coming back, I remember my reason for moving down here, and it was to become an actor. So that's when I started really talking to God about acting and going to Tyler Perry's studio and praying and then receiving phone calls. I don't even remember the dude's name, you know, but I am at the point now where I'm ready to shoot my series. If I can get back in contact with the guy or if the guy can find me and it gets on his channel, great. But I'm going to put it out anyway, yeah. either way, because I've been doing so many different projects uh, and snitch and, you know, things like that, that what you just showed. All of this has happened after the interview. Because I was jumping in it, I was dropping in it so hard. So now it's like enough is enough. It's time to just go. That's amazing. That's amazing, brother. 
for you to bounce back. And it's, it's still just the beginning. Nobody but God. Yeah, for sure. Nobody but God. Yeah. You got you got to dig for that Disney guy. Dig, he'll find you though. Got to work that out. Yeah, I, I I have a way to find him because it was somebody else that uh, another, another matter of fact uh, in the movie. That I did Fisher of Men, uh, one of the characters in the movie is Seafood. That's not even the character. He really is Seafood. He's, uh, he does uh, uh, Tai Chi and uh, martial arts. Um, so he was the one who got in contact with the guy, and I think he was the one who referred the guy to me. So if I get into contact with Seafood, we might be able to find a guy from Disney. Yeah, um, yeah. it'll work out. You know, but that's what I'm working now. So now I have a group. There's a group that I have on uh facebook for anybody else that may be interested that's called uh fisher of men the series uh i am looking for actors i actually have access to a ton of actors and i've already started shooting some uh trailers or some uh some reels okay. uh no that's still the wrong term uh they're like uh promo they're like promo episodes for the series uh, because uh, as I continued to grow after my injury, I started getting to filming more. So when I started getting into the film, I started filming some of my episodes because, uh, and it goes right back to this way, it goes back to Mafia 8 because this is where I learned it. When I got into the filming and I see that I can act, I can direct, I can film, I can do it all myself, then why not? Just go for it. Exactly. But that's what I started doing. So those episodes that I posted, they won't be in the actual real series, but it was my opportunity to get some experience trying different things, different locations, different film angles, different, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff that helped me get to the point where I am as a cinematographer. What inspired you to, um, you said something about creating workshop, a workshop for actors. What inspired you to, to want to jump into that? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, after um and uh, this this is after the injury um as i was seeing how how much god was blessing me uh by doing so many different projects and exposing so many different things and, and it put me around different environments and different people uh it was such a blessing it was like now i have to figure out a way on how i can help other people because you know, some sometimes people see me. That's why I tell my homies back in Baltimore, like, don't look at me like I'm a famous guy. I'm not famous. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just, I'm just working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Showing people that you can, you if you try and work, you'd be surprised what you can get. But now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, now on the God side, I need a good look back on. Okay, now how do I help other people? So I had to come up with a way where I can help people who are at the beginning level for acting to also pursue their dream. Yeah. Because so many people have helped me. You know, uh, uh. Century 21, Nick Conte's acting studio, Dejour, uh Ashford, you know what I'm saying? But all these people helping me now, it's my turn to start helping other people. So starting this fall, uh, there is a new actors workshop coming that will help people who are at the beginning level where you will get uh, headshots, uh, light training, and a short film with you in it in just two days. So it's going to be a great workshop and it will be held at Nick Carte's acting studio. Oh, that's dope. So, yeah. So that's, that's all I'm going to give you right now because there's more to it. Because uh, when it's coming this fall, I just haven't decided if I want to start it in uh, uh, in uh, October or November. But people will start seeing me advertising more on social media. 
Um, but it will be a great opportunity for me to now help other people. As I continue to climb the ladder, like everyone else, I might as well reach down and just try to help somebody else get up the ladder as well. And this is going to be my way of doing it. That's dope, man. That's dope, brother. You got so much going on, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm excited for you. Man, thank you. Thank you. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we, before we get out of here, let's not forget. Let's talk about them t- that T-shirt you got on, man. You, you got that? Uh. Yeah, K-T's, man. Let's talk about KTs. Yeah. So, um, one thing that I, I would drop is, uh, and this is just a suggestion that I give a lot of people, is that uh, a great thing to do is, uh, oh, I say, so for me, every fall season of every year is that when that's that's the season I use to plan my next year. In the fall season, okay. I'll plan the next year. I'll start it right in January. Then I'll work January. And then once I get to the next fall season, I start planning again. So last year, I set goals. In the fall season, I always set goals for the following year. My goals this year was uh, to grow my my business, my uh, doing home improvement, KTMR, LLC, uh, sell t-shirts, and start an active workshop. So the reason why I got into the t-shirts is because I have a lot of friends who are always wants to, they want to make a t-shirt or they have conferences or they have a church or they have uh, an organization that they are part of where they need a whole bunch of t-shirts and they just need a help. So I thought that, you know what, this would be a great way for me to help another way that I can help other people get something that they need. And it'd be a great way for me to acquire a, a, a different income as well. Um, it's not like a full-time job, but it's a great way to just bring in a little extra money to help me because my, my main goal is to do my series and to become an actor full-time. So I decided to come out with the t-shirts. You know, I, I purchased the machine, started making them. Now, when I when I promoted it, I made a, a t-shirt that says, I'm dope. When I started promoting it, it just jumped off. And like a whole bunch of people started buying the t-shirt. I was like, oh, slow down. I don't even know what I'm doing. I just, it, <laughs> it's another one of those things. Like this is my first time ever doing this. But I said, you know what? Get to work. Yeah. So I had to start really acquiring a little bit more information. And I started, man, I started just moving so many different t-shirts. So now I, I don't post this money now because I'm getting ready to start a new website for the t-shirts. I'm going to do a photo shoot and then I'll start advertising a lot of the t-shirts but i tell a lot of people if you have an idea for a t-shirt if it's a design you want i'm telling you right now is the best time to get in contact with me because i'll help you with your design for a very low price you know what i'm saying because i have not released every i have not released the kts yet i haven't created the website so right now i'm still at the beginning stages but everything's coming out great and you're and you're designing everything pressing it up the whole nine everything in-house Yep, and this is why I post those little videos uh, on my social media so you can see how I'm doing it. You know, this is not like a a warehouse where we got uh, several different machines. I'm I'm upstairs in my bedroom on a table watching TV (laughs) as I make it. And and the reason why I do that to let you know that I am not doing something that regular people can't do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a college degree on how to design or make t-shirts. I just been on YouTube. And figured it out. You know what I'm saying? I just purchased the equipment that I needed. You got the training that I need. And I just started doing it. I'm not doing things that normal people can't do. Same thing with my company, my, my home improvement company. You know, in, in 2019, I did not work. But at the end of the year, my disability stopped. So I had to go back to work. Mm. 
Uh, that's when the guy referred me to Alloy Wheel Repair. And, and they want over in Atlanta. They know about Alloy Wheel Repair. They'll fix your wheels overnight, even change the colors. Now, I've never worked in the automotive field before in my life. But that was the only job that was willing to hire me uh, without giving them a note from the doctor saying that I'm healed enough to go back to work. They did not require that. And I did not have to give them because I did not have insurance. I did not, I, I hadn't seen the doctor. Imagine, for me, this, the last time I saw a doctor was in November of 2018. Brain injury. We are in 2022. Yeah. I have not seen a doctor for brain injury since 2018. But this is where I am. Who do I give the credit to? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And the great thing, and then the good thing is that when I did start working at when I started working at Alloy Wheel, um, I did not have experience in the field, but I started grabbing it fast. Yeah. So this is my way of showing, okay, you know what? You you may be healed enough. I mean, when I say you start grabbing it fast, there was one time I brought in 30 wheels to be prepared. The general manager came to me and said, That's the first time in the history of the company that someone has brought in 30 wheels in one day. I did it four times. You know what I mean? So at the end of 2020, that's why I said, you know what? It may be time for you to start your own business yeah. because you are healed enough. So I started, I started, I was still working at Alloy Wheel, but then I was doing home improvement in the evening. So I would work there from nine in the morning to about seven in the evening. Then I would do home improvement to like three o'clock in the morning, go home, go to sleep, go back. And I was like, okay, something's got to change. Plus I started noticing that I was making a little bit more money doing my home improvement than I was at home. So I said, okay, you know what? It's time to change. Yeah. But of course, before I do those changes, I start talking to God. And I always look for confirmation. And after receiving the confirmation on January the 1st, 2021, I started my own business. HMR, LLC, and we've been grinding ever since. Matter of fact, even Alloy Will, after I resigned from them, they hired me to remodel the whole entire shop. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. I'm trying to tell you. And when things like that is happening to me, it's God's way of showing me you're going the right way. Yeah. You're going the right way. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Now, sometimes the enemy will kind of stand you off. Just suck. No, no, no. Come on back. You know it. Relax. Keep moving forward. Yeah, man. Now, but that's you, why I did it. Did you have professional, I mean, um, formal training to like for the remodeling and all that? No, because I had so much experience in, uh, in building engineering. Okay, got you. Got Plus, when I was in Baltimore, I did do a little bit of home improvement because we were remodeling Bear Jackson's okay. basement. All that too. Now, I've never done it on like a home improvement company level, but I did have some experience. And by me doing it while I was working at Alloy Wheel, it showed me that, you know what, that's enough to get started. Yeah. But my biggest reason to do it is because by me controlling my own schedule, it now gives me the opportunity to further pursue being an actor. Yeah. Because now I now I'm bringing in money enough to pay bills, but I now control my schedule. So if there's an audition, I can go. Yep. If someone cast me for something, I can go knock it out. Yeah. You know, that's what I needed. Time that's what I needed. Biggest restraint for actors, especially when you gotta survive, pay the bills. The nine to five steal you, man. But you know, yeah. Just, but as a will, yeah, you gotta get that consistency. You gotta get that. You gotta get. You gotta get that consistency going on because. You don't you now now there are some some cases like if you think somebody like Tyler Perry, there was times I remember Tyler Perry was doing just the the, the play 
the plane thing he was doing. There was times where he was sleeping in the car. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, so there are certain cases where it does put you in those really hard times, but in those hard times, that's when you have to focus even more. Yeah. But if you can avoid the hard times and, and that much focus, just create a nice, solid base. And then just work off your base. Self-analysis before we get out of here. What's one thing that you feel that you could be doing better that's going to help you get to where you're going? Right now, for me to do better is uh, to help me get where I'm going is now to really... Uh, for me, now it's time to me to expose myself. Um, you know, a lot of people see the things that I'm doing, but I'm doing projects for other people. Now it's time to start doing my own projects. Okay. You know, I'm, that's why that's why I come 2022, January 2020, people are gonna start hearing me doing music again. You know, they're gonna start seeing uh, footage that has to do with Fisher of Men, the series especially, because I've done so many different projects and I've done so much, but I haven't done anything just for God. Yeah. So now it's time for me to do a series that's about God. You know, and that's why I'm focused on that. So it's like, I, I, I'm glad that I was able to help so many other people out with so many different things. And I will continue to help people. But now it's time for me to start putting myself out there and let people know this is what we do. Yeah, it's time to, time to let God shine that light down on you, man. You know, not that he hasn't, but, you know, it's time for the people to see that light. That's what it's saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, okay, so if anybody wants to contact you about the T-shirts... They want to get them a nice little t-shirt. I know you said you're working on a website. Do you care to drop that URL yet, or you want to hold off on that? Yeah, I'm going to hold off on it right now. Right now, if uh, t-shirts, uh, of course, I'm going to be posting some some uh, some of the t-shirts soon. Uh, just contact me. Did you contact me through IG? You can contact me on Facebook. Just send me a message. Send me an email. Say, hey, man, you can even leave a comment on a post and say, hey, I like that, man. How can I get one? I'll get in contact with you and break it all down to you. Right now, and right now is a is a great time because my shirts is going to discount. My shirts is only like twenty bucks, okay. but once I do the website, the price might go up a little bit only because of the shipping. For sure, you know. But right now is the best time to start getting. Uh, go ahead and grab some t shirts. Definitely, and I got all the links oh. in the description as well, so it's easy. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody, if anybody's, hey, listen, anybody needs home improvement services. Yeah, home improvement services. I got you. You need a t-shirt. I got you. You need some some training in the acting, or you want? I got you. And see, this is and this is the last thing I'll say about my acting workshop. My acting workshop is going to be great, not only for beginners, but it'll be also be great for people who are currently already into acting. Because sometimes you just need a new reel, or you might need a new headshot. I mean, in this workshop, you're gonna you're gonna because to be a to be an actor, you need headshots, you need reels, you need at least some footage with you in it. You need a resume. You know, anything like that. So that's what this act shop is. At least try to help some people at a beginner's level. Uh, with the, you know, at least you'll walk away with his shots. You'll walk away with some light training, and you'll walk away with a short film that you're in. And then I'll even cut little reels out of it for each individual person so that they can use it for themselves. You know, so this is just a great way to just help you. Yeah, you heard it right here, y'all. Get this value. Get these gems if you need it. Everything's right there in the description. Click the links. Holla at KT. For real. You're blessed, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show, brother, man. I really appreciate your time, your story, your transparency, 
yeah, everything, man. Everything. Man, I, I, I thank you for the opportunity, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. I do. Oh, you know, I think it's an opportunity. Uh, so the, the last thing I'll say is that testimonies, more testimonies is coming, so guys, just look out for it. You know, we talked about a lot tonight, but on my testimonies, you'll get a little bit more details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait, man. Definitely. I know I, I follow you, so yeah, I'll, I'll see it. So, yeah. yeah, man. Keep doing your thing, brother. God shine his light on you for real. Real. I will, I will, and I'm gonna show him how I'm gonna show people how God can shine on them as well. Please do, please do. Yeah, so many people need to see that they really do. Oh my god, they do. Yes, indeed. If he could do what he's done for you, can't tell, man. Come on now, come on. <laughs> come on. Exactly. That and that's real talk. That's just real talk. Come on, man. You're not, man. You. Come on, brother. So many it's just, Cause sometimes remember I was telling you that sometimes people just sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. I am literally giving people evidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't have no degree. I don't have no special training. I'm just moving. Just moving. I'm just moving. And that's you know what I'm saying? So if he's doing it for me as a as a, like a as a as a regular person, you'd be surprised how much he would do for you as well. Just trust. Yeah. Get that God in your life, boy. You have no idea. You have no idea when Jesus is your homeboy. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, you have no idea. We ain't even going to get it. That's right. But listen. Yep, that's why he calls MOGs, middle God. Yes, indeed. And we and, he, and here's the thing. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here. But it's, you know, I, I speak to people. I speak to people, right? But it's, it's, it's no way. It's no way. It's nothing you can say. You could talk yourself till you can't talk no more. But there's no way you can talk it into somebody. You can you can give them the example and you can show them the presence of God, and they have to get it for themselves. And sometimes it might take longer than just that one occurrence, that one encounter with you. But you know you want it so bad for them when you're trying to give it to them. But there's just no way to truly have them grasp it like you have it and to feel it like you have it but you want it that much for them you understand what i'm saying yeah like i've seen, I've, I've talked to people who are just going down the wrong path they were in a dark place and i'm just speaking to them and i'm giving them the gospel and i'm just showing them what god looks like and i'm telling people like you know people they they, they debate well, god's black god's white no this is what god looks like love love loving people the action is what god looks like let me show you what god looks like by this action through these actions me loving you you know what i'm saying exactly exactly and that's why people always get into a whole bunch well it's just religion and look god's not concerned with the religion nah it's just relationship nah it's just build a relationship with god that's it you'd be surprised what comes as a result that's it man that's it Man, I be wanting it so bad for brothers, and and you know, and I pray that they get it eventually. But you know, I you know, I'll, I'll do my part and what God wanted me to do for them, and pray for them, and you know, yeah. you do, you continue to do the same too, man, because I know you do it. So I will, absolutely, I will. Absolutely. Welcome to the beginning. Yes, sir. Amen to that. Hey, man, I appreciate you. I really do appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you spending your time, giving your night, you know, give your testimony and just helping others. Honestly, like I said, you know, it's therapy for you. 
but it's gems for other people it's motivation for other people it's a it's a, it's a positive example it's a light you know it's showing them what god looks like you know what i mean yeah. so thank you for that and everybody that's tuning in or you're watching this on the replay i really appreciate you tuning in i really appreciate appreciate you for sticking with us and, and getting this value and getting these gems and, and hearing kt out man Seriously, you know where I'm at every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm right here kicking it with somebody like KT. You know what I mean? Spreading yeah. love and spreading value. All right, we out of here, y'all. Until next time, peace and love, man. Thank you so much, my brother. Let's Thank go. you.